Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. I fucking hate all of this Zoom stuff and all the social distancing. I need to be in person when I'm talking to you, Steve. I can't do this Zooming like this. I'm sorry. Have you started? Are we recording? Yeah, we're fucking recording and we're on the episode. We're live. Oh my God, this is why I hate Zoom. Because no one knows. No one knows when we're recording and shit. I can't wait till we're back in the office. Is there a red light? There's no red light in Zoom. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the problem, right? You mean that we're recording. We're recording, yes. Okay, okay. And recording. But you know what, Steve? I don't care about Zoom. I don't care about the quarantine going on. And obviously for all our Batman fans out there, yes, we've been we've been handling ourselves safely because the most important thing here is our health. And Steve is finally back to a good uh, health. It does feel good. It was scary being in a hospital while there is like a lot more stuff going on around, you know, this, this pandemic. But Well, yeah, so Steve, you unfortunately got jumped and put into the hospital just before COVID really took off. Yeah, it's a little fuzzy. I don't really remember the situation hundred percent. I do remember that um, it was the homeless people. They did. No, they they came in and they 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 just beat on the both of us and they really did a number on you. Well, and no, like, you know... no. I mean, the police told me that you know they found it questionable. They said that you know you were fine. They they said you know they find it questionable. Sir. I think I recall getting a few licks in there and like I think I was able to fight them off or whatever. I don't remember exactly. You know, I said I didn't think there was anything that happened. I said I don't remember, but I would. I know Mike, and he's a Steve, honorable person. I threw myself over your body at one point. I'm pretty sure, and told them, "Hit me, hit me instead. Do not hurt my baby. But, so they do not hurt my baby." But they, but they. They didn't hit you because the police said that you were, came out unscathed without any sort no, of. No, I'm just, I'm just, I got, I have like a few layers of blubber in it. And it's just like yeah, hits don't well, register the same on me as they do uh, on your thin, frail body. I, I think the more we talk about this, the more I'm going to start to maybe get upset by. Oh, really? Steve, don't be upset. You look great. You honestly look really good. Your jaw's healed amazing. It looks wonderful. You don't have the wires I needed a lot of surgery. It was... Yeah, the swelling has gone down a lot. Yeah, yeah. They gave me a lot of drugs, so I feel good. I feel real at peace. Are you still on drugs? Yes. I mean, they've given me lots of drugs to feel better. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, drugs, drugs have been... Drugs and alcohol are absolutely... Uh, some of the best things right now that I've been consuming during this uh, quarantine. It is the best way to keep yourself? my days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the wife left me a long time ago, as you know, took the kids and ran. Uh, that shit sucked because of fucking, you know, the legal proceedings I had to go through. But, um, you know, I just – I have one bathtub. I have it full of, like, a bathtub gin I'm working on because of that fish song I like so much. And then I have another bathtub – that's full of meth that I'm making, and that's just because I love Breaking Bad. And so, like, I'm just trying to, like, figure out my new place in this quarantine, and I figured these hobbies might actually be... <laughs> I heard you were uh, having sort of, like, uh, speakeasy parties at your place. I, well, 
we shouldn't probably talk about any of this online. I'm not sure that's okay. But uh, maybe, yeah, there's been a few jump-offs, if you, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Protect what, your neck! Is that what they're called? Jump-offs? Yeah, okay. well, I, I do a lot of Wu-Tang uh, referencing in these uh, parties because of where the virus started. You know, we call it the, uh, the Wuhan virus or the Kung Fu virus or the Kung Flu, <laughs> you know, and so we do Wu-Tang. A lot of people, I usually show up as Inspector Deck. Um, a lot of my friends, they usually come together as Capadonna, and I'm always like, you guys can't all be Capadonna. Sorry. And I feel like you're speaking an alien language to me. Can you can you go into more uh, detail as to what these things mean? If you want more details of what these things mean, you better find me on the deep web where I'm setting up these parties <laughs> under the code name "Pooh is fun to eat." You know, you, the problem, Mike, is that you're zooming these parties, and people are starting to to take screenshots of it. Well, okay, so you can join virtually if you're a puss ass bitch and you don't know how to show up but otherwise get your ass on a fucking train or on a fucking plane and get yourself to my fucking parties and let's start raging <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> steve we never said our names uh, i don't think we've done any sort of introductions <laughs> this is still the beginning of show. greetings cool boy that nation yeah, and sure. welcome to a special installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. What, what? I'm Sub Zero Ballard. And I'm Mr. Freezy Stevie. Oh, I'm sorry, I said all over you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I said your name. <laughs> I was so excited to have you finally say your name. I just wanted to say it too. I'm sorry. It's a Zoom. I'm sorry, dude. It's just like the timing's off of Zoom. Mm-hmm. Say your name again. And I'm Steve. You're Steve. Uh. You're supposed to say uh. I don't like the uh. Why don't you like the fucking uh? Any action hero says uh. It's a badass well, fucking line. I gave it to I you. It. I, I guess I don't get it. Oh, so it's supposed to be a like a action hero uh? Yeah. Uh. 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 And I'm Steve. Uh. Uh. Cool. Yeah, it's not like... And, and I'm Steve. Uh, it's well, that's, like what that. I, that's what I have been reading it as like, <laughs> for like 84 episodes. That's or... how you – that's how you give the line. That's how you – that's that's your way of reading the line. That's not the way I meant for it to be directed. Well, I guess I you always should – you never action. directed me, so I just – you should have given me direction. I don't want to direct you. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm uh, a hands-off director, okay? Very hands-off, apparently. That's right. Well, especially with fucking Zoom, I can't touch you right now. And by the way, if I was right next to you, like we are always, I would be fucking touching you. I'd be licking your fucking ears. I'd be fucking like, I would be putting my dick in your butt cheeks and calling it the hot dog and having the time of my life. I would would do the same, Steve, with your butt cheeks where I would pull them apart a little bit and put my dick in between your butt cheeks and then rub it. And it gets so sweaty that I would just slide in accidentally. (laughs) This is this is like your cool boys talk. I thought we've talked about this before. I don't like this. No, uh, but see, I really want to do a... that to you. I really do want to do that to it you. What's sounds, wrong with that? That sounds too much for me. Okay, well, I love you, Steve. It's I love you. Let's get back to movie night. Uh huh. Movie night. Uh, I don't feel. I'm not in the mood. That really. All right. Tonight's episode is. 
a movie. Movie night! Let's get out the popcorn. Woo-woo. You got the popcorn? Well, tonight's episode is Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub Zero. Directed by Boyd Kirkland and written by Boyd Kirkland and Randy Rogel. This movie was released on March 17th, 1998 to home theaters only on home video. And this week's villains are Mr. Freeze and Dr. Gregory Belson. What's nice about this one is that it's a singular villain, really. I mean, the Doctor is a bad guy, but in terms of the rogue, rogue you know, the rogues uh, gallery, right? It only pulls like the Mister Freeze instead of Mask of the Phantasm, where it it creates a new villain and then pulls in the Joker. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is what they were trying to step away from by making Mask of the Phantasm and going with the Phantasm, Mm -hmm. as we talked about in that episode. But in the end, yeah, they just still go with Joker anyways. But it was really well done. It was not like they just threw the Joker in there and it oh, just yeah. like, you know, hey, he's the Joker. Like, they wrote him into the narrative. And so was this. This was this was a really well done Batman. Absolutely. You know, I thought one of the things that I thought was just kind of funny was that the, the use of um, the CG, you know, yeah. like it's kind of off-putting. Well, even the opening logo is, like, in CG, and it's, like, all this, like, Schumacher, Tim Burton, Danny Elfman score logo going on, and it's, like, wait, what movie am I watching? Is this animated? Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's it, they're having fun. Like, they, it looks like they basically they got thrown some extra money for this movie, and they're, like, all right, let's, let's throw in some computer animation a little bit more. Because the whole opening sequence was, like, this Batman logo that's computer, you know, CG. Then, yep. And then they have like some CG rendered like fish Icebergs. and and like later on, I think there's a chase, the chase scene. Some of the chase scenes are. are oh yeah, we're, we're gonna dive into CG many times into this because it's it's evident multiple times. I mean, they like it's weird because it's it goes against all of the hand-drawn animation in this movie. But right now we have CG uh, fish, fish mixed yeah. with CG icebergs and 2D animation polar bears. And, you know, it's, and it, it just, works pretty well, I feel like. I don't I don't think it works in this open that well, honestly. It, to me, it's like, okay, at least it tells you this is the, the art style. You know, like, they're going to be doing this, like, 3D drawn animation. I've seen a lot of anime that that does. But that, it's really you know, rare, so. though, Steve. In this movie alone, that they, they go to the CGI. Like it's well, the not whole, like common. Like, submarine. Is, they're just having. Fun. I, yeah, I guess. But it, it is like this odd, like opening. It's budget. Uh, it's just the budget. Showing, yeah, showing off that they have some extra money. You know, they have the 3D bubbles. What's weird, you know, the polar bears. The polar bears love Mister Freeze, but this opening sequence doesn't really make it seem like their best buds he like stops them uh like he they're about to eat the fish and he like spears them and they're like hey those are my fish and he just like swims off you know like it doesn't show uh, the kindredship or whatever that that they have but i like that i so i kind of saw it as more like the polar bears immediately just looked at okay he's the apex yeah he was like he was the dominant uh, he's the alpha yeah and we're just gonna follow him it's definitely a relationship. 
I think this is all a, a long-term relationship that he has Hordak or whatever, or Kornak, what was the name of the... the Kunak Karnak, Karnak. He has Karnak. Uh, no, you mean the little boy? Yeah, you know, like, so he's been there for Kunak. a long time. It's Karnak. It's Kunak. It's Kunak. Karnak. Kunak. It's K-O-O-N-A-K. Kunak? Yeah. Are you looking at something? or? Yeah, Wikipedia. I have Wikipedia up. Oh, okay. The polar bear's names are... Shaka and Nachka. And at first I thought, oh, I wonder if those are like different Inuit words for snow. So I did some looking it up and it, they don't mean anything. They literally, I couldn't find anything for them online anywhere. So like, I guess they're just fucking nonsense words. They're gibberish. They're names. They're just names. I, I didn't like the, the Kudak uh, thing that they just threw in, the, in here. I like the movie a lot. But I didn't really like that they threw in that he's like a father to this kid or something that he doesn't really care about. You know, I don't know. It just seems so random. Well, he's Mister Freeze. He's cold hearted. I mean, no, I, I he's just... like melted. His heart's melted. He's if he's taking care of this kid and, and and put him under his wing. I think he needs somebody else. He needs someone to go into the villages that can yeah. you know, not set off alarms. He needs somebody that can you know. It's like Oliver Twist, you know? I mean, they, they they needed a little boy named Oliver to break into the rich houses, so he needs this little boy to do this little Kunak. things. I don't know. I, I felt like he was just there for the audience. No. He was a surrogate, no. you know, no. someone for the audience to... Maybe. He's also there purposefully for the for the setup of this character of how strong Mr. Freeze is because right away yeah. Mr. Freeze just drops his bag of fish like it's nothing, and then, of course, Kunak is like trying to pick it up, and it's like... Too over. tough, and he like falls over and shit. Exactly. Um, one of the things that's interesting we talked about before this movie in last episodes, uh, like whatever, however many months back, um, is that the animation style. We weren't sure what it was going to be for this. Well, just to be really clear, it is the same animation style from seasons one and two of this Batman. This is the last of it. Animated series. Yeah, it's the last of it. You're right. It's a four by three aspect ratio. We're not looking at this at sixteen by nine uh-huh. like uh, the Mask of Phantasm was. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, this is not revamped at all to the new Batman adventure style, even though we are getting a CGI submarine busting through icebergs right now. So carelessly, what fucking Admiral would do this? What exactly are they researching? They don't know. We don't know. And it's never established. It's, it's really. just like, it's such a random way mm-hmm. to get Mr. Freeze back to Gotham. You know, it, it, it I was hoping somehow it was going to tie into like, it being a Wayne expedition or something, you know, but I actually thought it was going to tie back into goth Corp, which is like, they kind of bring that back a little bit in this movie. And that's the origin of Mr. Freeze. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what happened to him. And the very first time we saw him in, um, uh, heart of ice when, uh, Ferris, Bo- uh, Boyle, I think it was played by Mark Hamill, uh, like actually like essentially tried to murder Nora and so I th- I assumed this was going to come back as some- being something from Gothcore. I had never seen this movie before. Steve has seen this movie before. This is my first time ever watching it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a payoff. It's no payoff. But I kind of liked that. It was more like a horror movie. Like you're just getting your, your character – like it's- you're getting these nobody characters that seem like they could be important. But the only importance they, sh- they show to the plot is, look, they're easily destroyed by our villain. Well, it's fun. It's interesting is that it's really like – because it's a movie, they're treating it like a movie where they have to introduce the the characters again. Yeah, so like they do the quick Mister Freeze, like we're we're bringing him back, and he's 
a villain and he's just you know freezing people and then they do this like you know kind of really sort of new york style introduction of batman where it's like you know the hot sort of brooklyn streets kids dancing around and, and criminals time, somewhere in the city and criminals are just breaking you know like yeah. what criminal if there's a batman around like they're just so nonchalant it's almost like they don't know that there's a batman you know like these are criminals from another uh, a town or something and they just nonchalantly break these windows and you know steal some jewelry and almost beat up the old man um but it's like fun because it's like another it's like a quick introduction for people that might not really watch the show as much that are just picking you know up what this reminded me of um speaking of uh, how they like attack the old man and they're just breaking in and like what kind of place is this that would just have that have you ever seen i think it's creep show 2 in which they have the – I think it's the opening stories about, like, a cigar store Indian kind of um, coming to life to, like, avenge the, the the attack on this small little store by these criminals. And it's just uh, like this. Uh, so I've seen that before. But watching this moment, I'm kind of like, oh, no, these guys are going to kill this mom and dad. Like, this old mom and pop store. Oh, no. I, I started getting, like, a little PTSD from that because it's pretty well done in that creep show. Well, I mean, too. Freeze did just kill, like, a whole fucking submarine crew. So it's not that. Oh, the entire crew. It's not that. Yeah, the entire crew. You know, wild that, that these guys would beat up an old man and they might just leave it unknown whether he's alive or dead, you know. Dude, the mystery of the freeze. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's Batman just you know taking out these criminals, and this is he's essentially the cigar store Indian right now, you know, doing doing the bidding of justice for them. And here's Robin, and I thought to myself, Dick is still Robin, because uh-huh. as soon as this movie's over, and in between the next episode we will watch, which is the new Batman Adventures, he becomes Nightwing. Yeah, I think they they explain it because there is a, a, a jump in time. In the, in the next iteration of the series. Massive jump in time because there's a new Robin all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's Tim. The, right? It's Tim Drake. Yeah, and they just skip right over Jason. I did kind of like that uh, they were showing in this movie the continuity. You know, so like, you know, the, the, and the continuity that, that they really follow is uh, Robin and Batgirl or Barbara and Dick, like in their relationship. Mm-hmm. It seems, I love that. It seems like Early on, it's kind of antagonistic, and she's a little uh, – they're flirty, I guess, and now it's like full-on that they're, they're dating. And uh, it, it, I think they do it well. I, I, I like that. Well, they kind of start, like, dating in this movie, really. Yeah. I mean, this is like – you're, like, seeing it. Like, first of all, Batgirl gets Batman's intro from Pretty Poison in this movie. When Pretty Poison when, – when, when Poison Ivy is talking to, uh, to uh, Harv – and she's like, she's like, you know, where's Batman or where's Bruce? And he's like, oh, Bruce, he's always late. And then it shows Bruce Wayne's Batman being late. Batgirl does the same shit in this episode. It's with them all being like, where's Barbara? Oh, she's always late. It's great. It's it's very cinematic uh, uh, t- uh, kind of way to set up a character. It's also the only time we see Barbara in the Batgirl costume in the entire movie. But then she shows up to this gala, right, where you have everyone in tuxes. She looks incredible. She is fucking drop dead gorgeous i was literally blown away by this drawing i was getting so hot and bothered i am not joking i was like oh my god this is incredible and by the way in the gala you've got bruce wayne like getting like four different women who want to fuck them all at once you've got dick and barbara like just coming together and it's just like meshing and everything's working and i got so 
fucking horny. I'm getting horny right now just thinking about that shit. Like, it is just, so, it was so well done. It was really, really fucking well done. Yep, I agree. And you really love their relationship. Like, right away, you you feel it. And I don't know if that's because of the movie establishes it at all or if it's just simply because I've had this connection with these characters for the last 86 episodes ish of of batman and robin and batgirl and somehow you know this is like it playing out in front of me but like it was really cool and it was i thought it, it gave the movie heart like it right away it gave this movie like heart and something for me to fight for and once i started figuring out the plot of this movie that batgirl was going to essentially be kidnapped i was like damn this is great because it really did it i now want this relationship to work i want to be there for them one of the things that uh emphasizes that is that they uh have that they their kiss has like the one actual real song you know in in uh, the movie oh yeah huh so it's a yeah it's a really cinematic moment and um i also thought that having the doctor this like uh this evil deep blue eyes was kind of interesting dude i think he straight up looks like gene hackman to me i thought he kind of was i was thinking frank sinatra or something Oh, maybe a little Frank, but I kept thinking Gene Hackman. I'm like, man, this guy would be a, like great if he's played by Gene Hackman, like in a real like live action movie. Look at her, look at her right there. There's Barbara. Mm -hmm. Wow, fucking stunning. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So yeah, there goes a uh, uh, Belson, Doctor Gregory Belson, who yeah is kind of you know. It gets worse and worse. So at first you don't know if he's like a complete a hole, and then like yep, he just like will do anything for the money i guess is basically what it, what it comes down to and uh, they just depict him to be as such a horrible person yeah so well maybe get into this a little later or maybe we should get into it now but i actually had a complete theory about uh belson and his involvement in this film um, and that he may be the true villain of the entire movie and the only villain of the movie um and I don't know if it makes sense to get into it now because we'd be like cracking open so much shit that we kind of need to like digest first and kind of no, still let's talk before about we get it. there. So interesting. I started thinking like, well, we've only had two episodes of Mr. Freeze before this. And as we were watching Dr. Belson get attacked by Mr. Freeze and kidnapped by Mr. Freeze, um, I was thinking like, okay, so wait, Mr. Freeze in the very first episode we saw him with, with Ferris Boyle, uh, that was like definitely not him as the villain. Like he's kind of a vigilante. He's just kind of a bad vigilante. It's really clearly Ferris Boyle's the villain. He kind of creates Mr. Freeze in the process. He kind There's of like also a point that he crosses a line, doesn't he? I think he he does. He 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 tries to kill Nora. Like and it's on camera, and that that's the point where even Batman's like, oh, I actually want to help Mr. Freeze now, um, because clearly he was just a scientist wronged by this fucking corporate dude, this fucking executive, this fucking CEO. Um, so and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So wait, what was the next episode? And that was um, Deep Freeze. Right, and that was in season two, and, and that's the second time we've ever had Mister Freeze, and then and that one Grant Walker is some rich fucking billionaire who's like using Mister Freeze to create his uh his city of Rapture from Bioshock or whatever, uh, Walt right? Disney, uh, caricature. Yeah, he was the Walt Disney caricature, absolutely, Steve. And so he was the villain of that, even to the point where like. Mr. Freeze has to freeze Robin to be able to get uh, Batman to leave him alone so Mr. Freeze can escape and do what he needs to to, you know, 
to uh, uh, Grant Walker. And then in this movie, we have Gregory Belson, the secret true villain criminal mastermind. He's constantly absent from his work, right? His own people at his office are like, Gregory, yeah, good luck. He's never around. Like, he's never there. He's, he's apparently a dickhead to everybody at the office. He commands Victor at every point in this movie. Whenever Victor's about to do something, Gregory will yell, stop, or no, or don't. And immediately, Mr. Stop, Freeze stops. No, don't, don't, like, and Mr. Freeze stops. Uh -huh. Like, he'll just stop whatever he's doing. He'll be like, okay, I guess I'm not going to kill this person, or I'm not going to freeze this person. I'm not going to hurt this person. I'm just not going to do whatever you're, I wanted to do because you're telling me not to. And then – Wait, but but doesn't Freeze – Freeze is the one that's like, let's take a human. Let's kill somebody for – Right, but he's being gaslit, Steve, and I'll get into that. So – then, all of a sudden, we find out, oh, Dr. Gregory Belson, he has all these past due loans. Uh -huh. He's got some insider trading going on. Oh, what is this guy? So now you're like, hmm, is he maybe trying to pull a fast one to make some money to save his own life? Because he's going to get all that gold from Mr. Freeze. And so then I was thinking, he's also a boating enthusiast. Every boating enthusiast I know is evil. <laughs> okay? And then I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. Doesn't Gregory Belson also get a murder boner at the end when it's time to kill Barbara? He's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and he, like, pulls a gun on her. And he's, like, about to just fucking kill her anyways. Uh -huh. Like, he was just setting Freeze up to make Freeze think he was a villain so Freeze could take the fall when the cops eventually show so up. Now, one more thing. Guess what, I Steve? That submarine. That submarine that we just talked about. You were all like, hey – how does that play into this? I wonder how that plays into this. Steve, I know how that plays into it, but I didn't want to mention it until the end of the episode. Okay. So I will tell you now, and I will just ruin the rest of this episode. Uh, that submarine admiral, uh -huh. the, the admiral has a tag, and his name is Belson. His brother was Dr. Gregory Belson. Belson had Freeze destroy the entire submarine to get back at Gregory's brother older brother the submarine admiral okay admiral belson because when admiral belson dies all of the money from their parents comes all the way now to gregory and this? he's able to pay off all his past due loans and then you're so you're taking all of that um yes why would you about... give one person a name tag that says belson and have no other character have the name belson i'm gonna look up uh wouldn't they list him, like, in the cast then or something? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look that far. I mean, I literally just looked at his name tag you. with my super – I have, like, a 4K quality version of the movie uh -huh. that wasn't released yet, and I was able to see that. I have the Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, well, 4K is better. Still. I know, but I don't believe you. Oh, you don't believe me. Oh. You don't believe me. Yeah, don't believe you think the submarine was for nothing. Show, it up, show, him on, show me on the Zoom. Zoom it. I can't show you in the zoom. The quality's the so bad. Share the screen. The quality's too bad. By the way, Gregory Belson right now is calling Barbara's dorm room, and he is shady as fuck. I know, and she's all like, give it all the information. <laughs> oh, so um, we're getting into the kidnapping of Barbara with the polar bears. The polar bears are now hired goons. They're no longer pets. And I am just blown away by the way this is done. I thought this was fantastic. I like the way that they set up how... Barbara and Dick don't know that each other still are Robin and Batgirl. They don't know that shit. It's the classic. It's just like Catwoman and Batman. 
But meanwhile, Dick has to save Barbara at one point, and he just goes full on Robin. He doesn't hold back at all. He's just like, I'm Robin in a three-piece suit. Well, the same thing when she when they go to rescue Barbara. Barbara is basically full on Batgirl at that point. She is. And she's you know, she is. rescuing and. Uh, the Robin is in his you know outfit as Robin. Or right. So I was gonna actually bring that up and like yeah, how that kind of comes full circle that they are both kind of get to this point in this movie to reveal themselves entirely to themselves. You talk about this uh, the chase scene or when uh, Dick full on becomes Robin even though he's still uh, Dick. Uh, I thought that was probably one of the best uh, sort of action sequences of the movie. I, I enjoyed it. This whole like uh, see I. I like the fight inside the club yeah, a lot, me too. but the car chase is a little hindered by the CG for me. You know, I got used to it. Uh, no, for me, it's because they go too much in and out of CG and 2D shots, and then they'll they'll repeat a shot in CG, and then they'll kind of do a similar shot in 2D, and it's kind of like, oh, that's just that's disjointing. Like it takes me in and out of the moment. I can't stay in it. It's badass though. I do want to say it's badass because. Dick literally says to some dude, here, take my Corvette, and then fucking jumps on the guy's bike yeah. and rides off. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like, that's badass. And then, he, and then the cops badass. get in this giant crash, and, and, the, and then he just leaps over the cops and his motorcycle, and the cops are like, wee, look at that. When he does that, Steve, though, I thought to myself, holy shit, any normal motorcycle is going to fucking, like, explode when it lands, right? Well, this is so I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to land it. But then they did it. They actually made him bounce off of something and grind down onto the pavement. He doesn't just land hard onto the pavement and die. No, he actually like kind of like comes down easy. I was like, wow, you animated that shit in. But watching right here, right now, Dick take on Mr. Freeze and then get swatted by a fucking polar bear, yeah. I mean, that shit could have killed him. Oh, for sure. That could have that's insane. Like polar bears are such great hired goons. Yeah, they they have like dead. At a certain point, it's like they uh, their their intelligence seems like they've it's been increased. Oh, interesting, huh? Like they've been enhanced by Mister Freeze somehow. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, he's using one of those uh, uh, chips from whatever his name is. Oh my god, reach, reach, you've reached. You've gone too far. Yeah, you know, I, I'm watching the motorcycle scene with him. I, I don't think that that's shot, that jarring. It's right there! That's all CGI. Yeah, I don't think it's all that jarring. Shot. I thought they oh, did it's this jarring. Good. Well, Steve, to each their own. I'm not saying it's not jarring to you. I'm just saying it's jarring to me. Of course, of course. Jeez. You're trying to, no, but you're trying to make me agree with you that it's not jarring. It's jarring to me. I'm sorry. Well, I can say. It is jarring to me. It shouldn't be. I think the chase, one of the best parts of the chase is that it's just like, yeah, we do get these really intense action moments. If they made this fucking shit live action, can you imagine how amazing this movie would have been? Mm-hmm. I mean, just watching this movie made me keep thinking that Batman and Robin, which I love now for the campiness and the Adam West, Burt Wardness of it all and the Arnold Schwarzeneggerness of it all. I haven't seen it for a very, very long time. It It's fine. It really is fine. As soon as Batman Begins came out, I think I even told you this because we saw Batman Begins together. Uh, I remember being like, Batman and Robin's fine now. Like, I was okay with this. As soon as Batman Begins came out, I'm like, all right, good. We're back. We're fine. I've got, I've got good Batman again. Batman and Robin today is just – it just can't be Adam West uh, uh, Batman. But this made me go, holy shit, you could have made an amazing Mr. Freeze movie though. Like, you really could have just – if you just focused your story – and just done something like this, 
that shot right there of the cop in CG is so bad. Yeah, it's, it's 1998. That's not seems pretty good for 1998. And then having that like 3D like uh, side mirror glass, you know, with the uh, yeah, I don't know, I think yeah, they're, they're having fun. And I say let them try. They got look at it. CGI jump and then no more CGI jump and then yeah like I love how they go for CGI before the jump but then the jump is all 2D see look at that he rides it down he yeah. grinds it down I love it that's yeah, all 3D yeah that 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 head on shot for no reason is 3D <laughs> yeah it's 3D because it was going down the road all fast yeah but they've done earlier shots like I was saying they've already done earlier shots in 2D where they've done the exact same angle following behind or even like you know shooting backwards tracking the 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 truck Anyways, I mean, it is a sick-ass action scene. The, the, the CG does hinder it for me, but it doesn't for Steve, and so Steve wins. So, that Yay, being said... I win. <laughs> Steve wins. Steve wins. I don't know why I have to do this like I'm <laughs> making the pops next to the microphone. I mean, I'll do some ASMR popping. No. Look at this. See, Mr. Freeze wanted to beat the shit out of Barbara, and then Belson comes and goes, don't do it. Yeah, he's being... He's the bad guy. Good, bad guy. You. Don't you know anything in terms of... Uh, they're, they're doing a shtick. They yeah. are doing a shtick, but they I also think that Belson is doing things on his own because he killed his brother to get the money from his parents <laughs> who died in that car crash years ago. If he did that, then it wouldn't matter. He would have just have gotten that money. What, what do you, it doesn't no, make no, any no. sense. No, all of the trust funds were all left to Admiral Belson, not Dr. Belson. Okay, and so then he died from from doing that expedition. So then wouldn't he get yeah. the money? He just he, he hasn't gotten it yet because he doesn't know about it. Oh, okay. But he, you said that yeah. he was the one that's, that caused that expedition. He knows, Steve. He just can't pretend he knows. Time, he has to pretend he doesn't he, know. Like goes He's through. waiting for everyone else to discover yeah. it first. I, I, what I say is that your, your theory has holes. Like, you don't know shit. <laughs> there are holes. Fuck you, Steve. Your, You're uh, such a contrarian. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> I think the fact that the Admiral is the brother... And, and happened to be killed by the same guy that was under the employment of the doctor is very, very, I, very clearly I don't think so. murder. You should have pointed it out when we were watching. I would have tried to freeze it. I mean, I have a very good crisp copy of this. Uh, you don't have 4K like me. You don't have this. Uh, I'm going to go back. You're just lying, man. That's what it is. No, no. I, I'm not lying. You're just lying. No, I, your, your 1080p version won't be able to show it. You can do a screenshot. I will later after this episode. I don't believe you. You're a liar. Liar, liar. I'm, all right, I'm going back. <laughs> you can't see anybody's tag. You're such a liar. <laughs> I'm busted. <laughs> all right, good. You give it up. Thanks. Dude, okay, check this out. So right now, they're in the hospital. By the way, at the hospital, it was like the whole gang was back. We had Gordon, Bullock, Montoya. Gordon's like really kicking ass though, you know, it, it, once someone, you know, once uh, it's his daughter involved, then suddenly he's actually like a competent police officer. Otherwise, like, fuck you. Gordon's always a great. Cop. Otherwise, it's always Batman, 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 this, Batman, that. <laughs> 
Well, I like that Bruce, again, Batman, he does some detective work that no one else does in the hospital, right? He goes and looks up all the information <laughs> about Barbara and then, like, you know, essentially kind of reroutes it back to figuring out who would have searched Why for it. Oh, important? Nora Freeze is involved, yeah. maybe Victor. But there's a bunch of details about Barbara in there I wanted to go over. Oh, yeah. like Check this out, Steve. I want to go over these. So, Barbara Gordon. Wait, wait, wait. Is this your 4K? You got this because of your 4K? Yeah, oh, yeah. But you could probably even get this on a 480p version. Ooh, okay. So, address 47 College Way, City. Gotham City. Steve, don't touch your stuff. Are you touching it? What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, are, you, are you just adjusting? I was adjusting myself. <laughs> okay. I was like, what the hell's going on, Steve? I'm about to read Barbara Spats. What are you touching right now? I'm going to freeze it. So I'm watching it right now. It's the Zoom It's the Zoom call. It makes it difficult for you to see I it. can see it. 47 okay. College Way, Gotham City. Eat. Yeah, let me read it. Let me read it properly for the people. All right. State. <laughs> New York, zip 10025, phone 212-555-0142. I say call that number. Uh, sex, female, age 20, height 5'3". She's a lot tinier than she looks uh-huh. in the show. Weight 110 pounds. Yeah. In her bra. <laughs> Blood type AB negative. HIV screen negative. <laughs> yes! Yes! It's so random that that has that in there. Yeah, physician Dr. McCullough <laughs> and tits 36 <laughs> double D. Oh, and then after tits, it says pussy super tight. Boy, how inappropriate. Hey, by the way, uh, Babs' escape here, her escape attempt, we should say, is fucking thrilling. The way these two fucking gross, misogynistic <laughs> pigs of a man. Both try to get this sweet, beautiful, innocent little girl with their grubby little man hands and touching her and trying to molest on her is disgusting. But you want her to get out of there so bad. And when she doesn't, it is so morale crippling. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? Oh, It's intense with those bears. It is. Chasing yeah, her. it's horrific. It's like a horror movie. Those bears make it a horror movie at times. This is a really tight movie where basically they did a quick setup and then you find out that barbara gordon is the is the central figure that they need her dead and uh kidnap her and then it's just basically about how she gets out and i thought they i thought it did a really good job i thought this was uh really well done well the other thing that i liked about it was that it wasn't she doesn't she didn't just wait to be rescued you know obviously because she's batgirl but she like right you know she escapes she figures she out. She takes her own agency. Yeah. And then when by mm-hmm. the time Robin and Batman come, they see her basically, you know, already trying again to escape. And, yeah. You know. Her second attempt. And she and she doesn't give up after one time in a failed attempt. She's not like, oh, it's impossible. I'll never do it. She like, she's like, fuck that. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. Every attempt you give me to get out, I'm going to fucking try to get out. Well, now that we're at Goth Corps right now. I love that we have this moment where they're going to go, like, you know, talk to one of the assistants or scientists there. And they're, like, asking about Dr. Gregory Belson. And the lady's like, you know, right away, she's just like, good luck. No one's seen him for the past week. See, the dude has been out planning and killing his fucking brother. Again, I think it's because he's been kidnapped by Freeze for this past week. No, no, no. Freeze has only had him for like maybe a he's day. Remembered, he's remembered. No, it's been longer than that. How long has he had Barbara? 
him having Barbara isn't the same amount of time as him in between, you know, like they had to come up with this plan. I don't think, I, I think it's been about a week, you know, he got kidnapped because like basically he got kidnapped the day that Batman went to that, uh, Bruce and Dick went to that uh, gala or whatever. And then a couple of days later, Dick and Barbara had their date. Sure. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But the fact that it's not a big red flag at his office is because the dude does this all the time. I thought it was a red flag. No, it's not a red flag. They're like literally like good. They literally say to him, good luck. No one's seen him. Dude's gone all the time. We never see him. They didn't say that. They just said it's been a week. Good luck. Because he's been kidnapped for a week. No, no. Because he's always gone. He's fucking insider training. No, he's a piece uh, of shit doctor, but... He's such a piece of shit doctor, Steve, that his house, his mailbox says, Dr. E. Gregory Belson. Like, he announces it to his neighbors and the mailman, doctor. I know doctors like that. It is funny. <laughs> I, know, I, I know people like... They're, they're, I know doctors. They're, they're assholes, too? I don't know if they're assholes, but oh, they, yeah, they're assholes. they worked really hard for their doctor, like... You know, no, no, no. Fire, so they signed, like, personal letters, doctor, so-and-so. And no, so no, no, no. Yeah, signing yeah. the letter is different than putting on your mailbox, Doctor oh, Gregory Belson. I'm sure they're Belson. signing like a letter to the family, like Doctor So and So, that they that they're announcing it to the freaking world as well. I would not mind a letter with the with someone saying they're a doctor because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to this letter. Okay. So when we have the moment where Batman actually figures it all out and the phone call, that diffusing the phone call through the background sounds was straight <laughs> out of the Fugitive, like literally the Fugitive. They have a whole scene where they're all sitting around the phone. They're listening to things. They're like, what did that phone call say? Play that back. It sounded like it said next. Stop. I was trying, sounds to, like it was I was trying to remember what movie that was from. Yeah, it's like sounds like an L. They're like, I, I, I want to know what an L sounds like. Play that mm-hmm. audio back. I want to know what L train sounds like. An elevated train. Well, that's what Batman does in this movie. And like, they literally get it back. They're like, that's a, that's an oil rig bell. And the only oil rigs near... <laughs> Gotham is this one out in the middle with the Krusty Burger oil rig. Yeah, I love that. It's, like, it's the same thing. Yeah, it, it saves the day. This CG fucking Batwing takeoff, by the way, is super badass. It earns all the CG, and even Alfred was walking in CG. Did you see that? Uh-huh. Alfred is the only, as far as I could tell, the only character modeled in CG. Even Dick wasn't modeled in CG during the car chase. He was like a 2D model on top of CG environments at times. Alfred was full on a CG model walking. I thought that uh, they did a CG thing of Nora at one point, like an overhead shot. Well, Nora's not like a major character. It's just weird that they picked Alfred, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They picked Mm -hmm. Alfred over like Robin or Batman, you know, or Mr. Freeze, like like the major top three or Batgirl. It's just... That they picked, like, you know, Alfred. Like, Alfred got the CG model treatment. It's just kind of it's random. Kunak saves the day and that a-hole doctors picks him up. All because of Barbara Gordon. She used her sexiness on him earlier. She beguiled him. She did. She's a honeypot. <laughs> she she was just him. nice to him. And that's why women are evil. Whoa. Because they'll use all their sexy ways to figure it all out. I love watching this Batman and Robin just flying over the ocean. Robin on his binoculars, his binocs, just fucking 
scouting out an oil rig that's right in front of him. He's like, there it is. It's like right there in front of them both. Like Robin didn't even need the binoculars to see it. But for some reason, he has them. He's just having a fun time. 3D oil rig. Yep. There, there we go. Some 2D running around. This is so great. This is so like out of like uh, uh, you only live twice or like uh, uh, the longest day. This overhead shot watching of action going on below. I uh, love that. And polar bears. They'll be like, whoa, shit. There's yeah, there's polar, polar bears, bears running out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like Barbara comes running out of this door. You're seeing Belson down below with a gun. And then all of a sudden polar bears round the corner. It's fucking crazy. There she is. Boom, flipping. Yeah, she's just giving up all the background on this. Running in her skirt. Belson looks so much like Gene Hackman right there to me. And yeah, it's so funny that he like now has no disregard for like life. his life or her life. She's like, she's like, you're firing into oil, and he's just like, whatever. I'm just gonna shoot you. And I'm telling you, dude, he's getting murder boners now. The I, dude is evil. He, I, he's become evil. He became uh, evil. Yeah. All of a sudden, when he could have like to save this woman. The whole movie, he's pretending to want to save her in a way, right? And then at the very end, when he could just be like, Barbara, go! Go, Barbara! Go! He's like, I'm going to shoot you! Like, that's just weird. Like, he's clearly the main villain. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely made out to be a terrible person. But I, I, I think Freeze is, is, though, he's so selfish. Like, he is willing to kill Barbara. He's not, it's not being gaslit. There aren't any other available. He, that guy was willing to take the money to have a dead, you know, a uh, doter or whatever, or it on ice already, and just give it to him, and or do the transplant. No, but he's gas. He's not gaslighting in the sense of that of um that of does, like of, of pretending of an environment or isn't or uh, the real environment you're Barbara. in. He's gaslighting in the sense of constantly making Mister Freeze doubt himself and not think of be have be have confidence, not be able to think that he is the one that can do things. That is a form of gaslighting too, Steve. I if know. You don't know about it? You should be watching Vanderpump Rules and be paying attention to Dana because she tells people what is gaslighting. I understand what you're saying, but I just I guess I just don't see that, that he did that. I'm saying he's a bad yeah, person well, and then he, he did was it a villain. times in this movie. He was a villain, but Freeze was very once he got awoken, you know, by the submarine, you know, almost killing Nora, he was very willing to, you know, kill and, and whatnot to get, you know, to save her life. It's that's for, because, it's not it's the ends justify the means. That's because Belson wanted to kill her, Barbara. He didn't want Freeze to kill her. So he's like, every time Freeze about to kill her, he's like, no, don't, don't do it. Stop. It's not good. It's not good. And now he has a chance to save her. He's like, uh-uh. I'm going to blow her fucking brains out. It's because it's out. all come to an end, and he's just like, fuck, I'm just pissed off now. And I think, you know. He's just pissed? For no fucking reason, he got angry. No, no there's no reason. Better. Everything's falling apart. The he's like, he's like I really wanted him. to do the surgery, though. I really wanted to do it. <laughs> I'm so desperate for it. Watching these bears, by the way, fall to their "quote unquote" death, and they're not dead. I love that. Like, I I liked how they were like just well, they, they did that right move where they they got out of the way, and the bears just fell all the way off the oil rig. It's pretty it's pretty sick. Um, this whole ending, this whole third act, is fucking stellar. The explosions are going off like crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. these fuel tanks are exploding like crazy. We have these polar bear fights like we were just watching. We have Barbara falling and Robin yelling constantly. Like whenever like the, she's like, you know, in dire need of help and, or could be dead or dying. He's like, Barbara! He's like screaming. Yeah. Like you, know, you have these good and bad working together for survival even in this moment. Like 
They do. They all realize like this is the only way they're all surviving. Well, because they all he, help each he other. He's going to save Nora. Right. Well, but that's, again, it's a self. That's survival freeze. for Mr. Freeze, right? Nora. Like that's all he cares about. Yeah. He doesn't care about his life. He just mm-hmm. cares about Nora. Well, that's how it ends too, which is so nice. You know, it's a good ending it's where great. he's still alive, but he's happy because it's so fucking fantastic. It's the best. It's the best fucking fantastic finale I've ever seen, ever of any of these Batman shows. And I'm blown away. Like this explosions right here of Barbara being hit by explosions and yeah, Dick her, screaming uh... at her. Those animations are incredible. Like oh, they're yeah? really good explosions. It's, it's I, I I'm kind of shocked by it. like the explosions are so good in this. I have never seen bigger and better explosions in Batman so far in this series. And and this is maybe just, you know, maybe just behind actually Jonah Hex episode Showdown. Because Showdown had that huge nuke, uh, uh, like, explosion from the Hindenburg going off, right? Uh-huh. But honorable mentions, Cat in the Claw Part 2 had that big explosion with the gas tanker that Batman was driving exploding. And Beware the Great Ghost has a huge explosion that's amazing. And Fire from Olympus has a huge explosion that's amazing. But this one... Is probably the biggest and best for me. It's just the way they animated it. It's the way it, it feels so fresh. It feels like every, they're not copying and repeating like frames like they've done multiple times. Like Batman the animated series, or at least the DCAU as a whole, is 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 very well known to have reused very particular explosions over and over and over again in multiple episodes. They're 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 even named the explosions. There's the um, the Toy Man's Toy Factory explosion that happens in Superman, the animated series, the episode Fun and Games, that explosion is reused throughout every every series after that. Batman Beyond, uh, uh, Static Shock, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. And then Batman Beyond created an explosion. I have not seen Batman Beyond, so I, I had looked this up. Batman Beyond has an explosion from Batman Beyond Return of the Joker that's called the Jolly Jack Candy Factory Explosion. And that is the most reused explosion ever since it came out in the whole DCAU. They've repeated those explosion frames over and over and over again throughout Justice League and Batman Beyond and and um, and Justice League Unlimited and Static Shock as well. So the DC shows were being cheap and reusing this really good explosion they had from either the Toy Man's Toy Factory Explosion or from the uh, Jolly Jack Candy Factory Explosion because they were good ones to reuse. But this movie, every single one of them was hand-drawn and felt so fucking authentic. It was so good. And the shading they put around it and the way they did the anime circle around the explosion, I just loved it. It just, I just was so hook, line, and sinker, this whole ending. Yeah. One of the best parts about this is the fact the way they kind of have the oil rig falling apart to the point where even when the Batwing is taking off, it, it, it kind of has to lift off, and it's like Newton's third law. It pushes down on the landing platform, which then falls apart and then falls all the way to the ocean and then crushes Dr. Gregory Belson and kills him. We hope so. Dude, the dude is dead, like clearly dead. And they gave this guy who, quote-unquote, is just a doctor, a nice doctor, according to Steve, this grisly fucking death. That's why I think Did he's I the true villain. Did I say he was a nice doctor? I don't think I said he was. A I nice don't know doctor. if he ever said he was a nice doctor, but like you, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's got to be the main villain of this fucking movie because they gave him the grisly fucking death that he does not deserve in a child's story. You don't normally just give like bystanders or people who are manipulated by an actual villain a grisly death scene. Okay. And he, I thought that was so grisly when I watched that. I was like, I rewound it the first time and rewatched just the way Belson dies again. Because I was like, did it just literally happen because Robin took off? That's what kills Belson? Is, is it literally Robin taking off? And I rewatched it and it was, yeah, 
Robin taking off is what forces the platform to fall onto Belson. It's crazy. It's a kid's fucking movie. <laughs> well, this is full of lots of death. It is. It's, I mean, it's, it starts it's off great. again. Yeah, it started off with the whole crew getting murdered. Yeah, frozen to death. And that's great because it sets stakes. You need that kind of shit in kids in kids shows. You don't need every kids show to have this, but it's good to have some kids shows that have like that shit that sets stakes and shit for people. I think it makes sense. What do you think it is, Steve? Though I have this weird like interest in this. The idea that regardless of Belson is the true villain, regardless of that, Ferris Boyle, Grant Walker, and Doctor Gregory Belson are all clearly supposed to be rich people. That are in control of something, right? Whether it's golf core or running a, a, the laboratories of golf core or trying to be Walt Disney. But, like, somehow they keep making Mr. Freeze not the real villain in these stories. He's always being manipulated in some form or fashion or he needs the aid of somebody that's actually more villainous in a way. What do you think that is? Well, I think that that's their. They wanted Freeze, his tragedy that he's not. Uh, a bad person you know he's his emotions have been taken away from him because of the accident so the only thing that he has connected to humanity is nora but uh you know that's the whole thing is that he's he is uh doing these things to save his one last piece and because he has no more connection to humanity he doesn't care if that means he has to freeze people and he has to fight people or rob things and blah 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 and so other people uh, are, I guess, taking advantage of him in times. But like, it's also that he's a willing participant. I, I, I felt very much in the Walker one, he was very willing and happy to, uh, you know, do what Walker wanted. Mm-hmm. And same in this one, he, he kidnapped Belson to get him anybody knew that Belson was a bad person and they, they didn't really talk about their previous relationship but it seemed like they both knew each other and that they both uh you know had some sort of relationship and uh, it just picked up from where it left off which was well antagonistic yeah but i think that that's why freeze is such an interesting uh character is that he the way that they uh kind of retooled them for the series was that he's really not a villain, you know, like other people were, you know, there was like a few where it was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mad Hatter, where like, you kind of think, well, maybe he starts off being not that bad of a villain, but then, yeah, he, he gets like power hungry and he's like using his power to manipulate and, you know, be quasi rapist, you know. With, right. Uh, yeah. Really creepy. And uh, the same thing with, the, with others, you know, it's like that they take advantage of their power. His, he has to live in the cold. He has his ray gun, his ice ray gun, which is pretty badass. Um, and he definitely, I think, uses that to its fullest extent. But for the most part, it's he's just, I think he is just trying to do things for um, his survival. And his survival, as you so eloquently put it, is Nora's uh, life. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a nice ending, you know, that so that he sees that it she's, um, you know, awakened. Because of his science or something like that, what they said. Yeah, it's so it's it's Bruce Wayne's money and like laboratories or whatever, and the doctor that Bruce Wayne provided is the person that figures out how to survive or 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 save Nora Freeze, but it's through only their manipulation of 
of Victor Freeze's cryogenic uh, tech that he was working on all the way back in um, uh, the Heart of Ice with Ferris Boyle. And that's yeah. So yeah, if they they go all the way back to his first episode, and they 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 use that to tie it in, and the way he watches it too through the window, um, just kind of like on the news is so wonderful. Like it's just kind of he he has to silently celebrate this all. It looks like he came like a little too late to see. Like, can he hear it? Can he actually hear the news report through the window? Oh yeah, and the and the fucking snow bl- blasting through the 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 sky like that, and the wind howling like it for sure he could hear it easily yeah. through just the window that close, even that close to the window he could probably hear it perfectly fine inside. The I house. like his badass ice cast though. Ice cast is the best. I love that shit. Yeah, it's so cool. And then you still got your Shaka and Nachka with him. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that uh, he, he's only been in three episodes so far, uh, or two episodes in a movie. Uh, Mr. Freeze, he is someone that is who I cared about as a kid immediately. What what, what I wanted to see it was Mr. Freeze episode. I want to watch it again. I, it, it's a fucking rerun. I don't care. I'll watch it again. But I never had an urge to see this all because it was a home release. Yeah. It was yeah. a home video release. And so I didn't care to ever watch this. And now having watched it for this, I am pissed. I went so many years without watching this because this is a fantastic end to the Mr. Freeze trilogy. So the uh, Blu-ray came with like uh, special features. They called it the Mr. Freeze saga. And it came with Heart of Ice, Deep Freeze, and then it has Cold Comfort, which is on the new Batman Adventures, and then has Meltdown on from Batman Beyond. So I guess there's he has an appearance in a Batman Beyond episode. Yeah, so Cold Comfort is episode three of season three. We'll begin to do that fairly soon. It's kind of funny that Mr. Freeze was at the end of season two, had a movie, and then he's like the first one of the first few episodes of season three. But um, in Cold Comfort, though, he is, uh, my understanding, he's much more villainous there, and there's more hints to in Cold Comfort, because um, I have seen that one, of Nora moving on and living yeah. with the doctor that saved her life. It's pretty messed up. So, yeah, so think about that. So, Victor, if Victor saved her life, she would have stayed with him. Mm-hmm. So, she only wanted to fuck whoever saved her life. So, in the end, she's a piece of shit. That's weird. Well, I think that she thinks he's dead, right? I guess. Maybe, I guess. But, no, but doesn't it, like, later she finds out he's alive and she still doesn't care? She's well, like, he's like a villain or something. Yeah, Isn't he, like, a bad guy? <laughs> So I think actually Cold Comfort is the first time Mr. Freeze is truly just a real, real bad guy yeah. where he's just enacting vengeance on people. And it's not because he's trying to save Nora or he's being misled or misused or misguided by someone else. It is purely him just being evil. And and that's kind of like a character change, like a massive character trait that is just brand new. Yeah, it's a big rewrite. I guess we'll have to see what other sort of big uh, changes they do to characters. Right, so that revamp not only changes his look, but changes the way he acts. So this really is, uh, Sub-Zero, it kind of really is the end of this Mr. Freeze's story. And deservingly so, in 1998, it won the Annie Award for Best Animated Home Entertainment uh, Production. So how many boys? Five out of five boys, Steve. Did you know, I mean, this was, like, for a while, one of the highest rated uh, Batman movies on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't know that until I researched it for this. Yeah, that's crazy. It got beat by The Dark Knight. A lot of people agree with you. No, no. No, it got beat by Batman Under the Red Hood. It beat Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, well, and it's better than Batman Mask of the Phantasm. The 67-minute runtime for this 
makes it such a tight second act. And that I love Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I think I gave that 5 out of 5 boys as well. But And I've given every Mr. Freeze episode prior to this uh, 5 out of 5 boys. But um, this just didn't have any lull at all in that second act. It just didn't have time to. It really just couldn't. And 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 Batman Mask of the Phantasm. That's where the movie tries to adult itself. Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't try to adult itself really, other than the fact that it has grisly esque murders going on and people dying in it. What is your boy, Steve? Five out of five. It's so fucking good. I'm really happy I did this podcast because I don't think I ever would have seen this if we had not done this podcast. Ooh. Truly, I don't think I ever would have I ever would have, have gone for this movie. I just I, I it was just a blind spot. Just like Batman uh Mystery of the Batwoman. I've never seen that either. And Batman Beyond, I've never seen any of those episodes. And Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, I've never seen that. I don't I don't I don't I don't know why, but around the end of season two of Batman well, we went off to college. Series, didn't we go off to college? Love we did, the... we went off to college. I guess that's mostly it. And it felt like it kinda came to an end. I think like this stuff was like ninety nine, two thousand. Like you're you're going. I, I remember just kind of not, you know, starting party and just not yeah. focused on, you know, watching these things at uh, at home or whatever. Oh my god, fucking thinking about partying. Oh my god, my bathtub meth is probably. N- I gotta take care of that shit real soon. We gotta wrap this up. All right, let's get this out of here. I don't want that shit exploding. Cool boy, Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay icy. Stay sub-zero. And stay cool, cool boy bat nation. Cool. Until next time, it's Bizies from Sub Zero Ballard. It's Bizies from Mr. Freezy Steve. Ooh. All right, Steve, this is great. Well, I don't want to ever do this again over Zoom. I want to do this in the offices. So hopefully, we'll get back in the offices soon. I can touch you again, and we can start eating out of bowls of chips again. I, I can't wait to share some guacamole with you. Can't wait to share a giant bag of chips with you and licking my fingers. I want to double dip some queso. Please, Steve, you know where I'm going already. Don't say things like that. It's gonna trigger me. You're triggering me into saying things you don't want to talk about. Double dip my queso. Steve, I want to lather your entire butt crack with queso and then rub my dick between your cheeks. Bye. Call it the cheese dog. Bye. (laughs) So cool. Batman and beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman and beyond.